Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 371 for September 10th, 2020. I am one of your hosts, Trevor. Oh, I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm another one of your hosts, Adriel. All right. The gang is all back, except for random Dave is out doing random things to printers. Tractor feeds, running them over with tractors. I don't know. Something to do with the dot matrix ribbon getting jammed. Yeah, I think it was a three. Do you remember those? Oh, that was so exciting way back when. Oh, <laughs> when you were in school using your VIC-20, Kelly? Is that when you had dot matrix experience, really? Yeah, Do you remember actually. dot matrix and hi-fi stereos and eight tracks, said Kelly, just now? Yep. Yep, I do. You know, it was good times. Today uh, is shit. Anyways, let's go. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to go. This is me trying to go. Actually, this is me stalling because this is me realizing that I didn't put anything in for the Calgary Shooting Center. However, they are still the sponsor of what we did this week in guns. They are also Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, And this week, they're selling stuff and things. And you should go to their website and check those things out for super awesome deals. (laughs) Do you remember when you said, okay, I'm good. I'm going to update everything this week. No, I I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I said it. it sounds did. like something I can would I, say. Can I throw something in? They've got yeah. the Remington Model 870 Police Low Profile RS Shotgun. Shit, that's going to cost me because I need it to complement my um my 870. Oh, well, my 870, my here's what it looks like. My retrograde, yes. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. Police Low Profile. Oh, sorry guys. That's all right. Uh, there's only one left. Uh oh. Oh. One, okay, one. rock paper scissors. I want to see, see you fight. I am rock, not. I am not up. spending just... nine hundred and forty dollars on a pump shotgun. Not and on my know, life. Not. Not. Neither am I. Um, especially oh, for. Come a, on. No, man. I got my five ninety. I'm just saying. Do you, would you ever pay that? Would I pay that? Not in a million exactly. years. Exactly. No, I'm nope. saying if you called up Jeff and said, Jeff, I want this. Oh, would it cost me that? No, it wouldn't mm. cost me that. So be real, right? That's over. I'm this thinking about over. the listeners, Kelly. <laughs> okay. This is in their best interest. I don't <laughs> I think it's was always oh, about this is you. What I'd buy. Money. This is what I'd buy. An A350 or an A400. Okay. Uh, so for the listeners that aren't viewers, yeah. what is an A350 or A400? What kind of gun uh, is it? Semi-auto. They've got a really nice gas system on them. It's a Beretta. Uh, it's, Start yeah, with that. It's a Beretta, Beretta it's a semi-automatic shotgun. Beretta Scatter 12 gun. gauge. Fires many projectiles unless you opt for one that has just one projectile. That's an option too. Uh, they're a duck gun. That is a 20 millimeter bore. Oh, yep. Uh, Let me see. Let Ian, me see. How Ian much put is out that? a video on that. Uh, <gasps> oh, did he really? Yep. Yep. Just Ian Runkle. He's got a YouTube vid- a channel now. And yeah. He's been doing like fire, been like lots of fire videos. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We yep. should uh, include that in the show notes and have him on. 
we should have we him should. on. Yeah, we yeah. should have him on. He's in my hometown. We should. There you go. We'll have him over. Yeah. yeah. Invite him over for beers and stick a microphone in his face. I'm a journalist. Possible. This is how we operate. This is Isn't he blogging and, and podcasting now anyways? Uh, guys yeah, on podcast? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, yeah anyway, go to the Calgary Shooting Center and buy a shotgun. Tell them Slamfire sent you. There you go. Uh, uh, let's get started. What we did this week in guns. I um, shot at least one match, maybe more. When was I on last? I can't remember. I don't remember. Studying two, sucks. It for sure was ago? Three weeks yeah. ago? It wasn't last week because no. last week I was out of town for a race. I'll tell you. The week before that, I was at the Provincials. Was I on before the Provincials? Anyway, the Hampton Pistol and Rifle Club in Hampton, New Brunswick, near St. John, hosted the New Brunswick Ipsic Provincial Championships. It was a level three match, and their team did another awesome job. Um, Lynn was very much involved. She may have been the match director, like the proper match director, or just part of the team. I don't know. Um, she was the person I communicated with uh, the most whenever I was being a bitch and crying about something, um, which, of course, happened because, you know, I can be a bitch sometimes, and I was. But in the end, it all worked out well. It was a, a good match. Uh, resolve, what was it? Uh, 18 stages over two days. A little bit of rain, um, which is, you know, what are you going to do? You, keep you guys shooting. have them fancy wax targets or no? They had something like that, but not that exactly. Oh, I, I'm really curious about those because like patching. Oh, I use, what's that? The thing that I, we've used them at SummerSlam now for the last three years. Um, what do you want to know? Are they like amazing? Are they any good? Yeah. Would you be like, the, I could never go back to regular targets again? Uh, regular targets are for hobos and homeless people to build shelters out of. They're they <laughs> sleep on. Um, They're your blanket. Right. Yes. Non-waxed ipsic targets are what homeless people use to lay on under the overpass. In Do you have all your targets as those waxed ones now, or just some when it gets rainy? So here's how it, here's how it is. Every year when we purchase targets for SummerSlam, mm -hmm. whatever's left becomes our level two targets. So we're using wax targets 100%. We only place one target order per season, and it's for SummerSlam, and there's always extra. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if it's um, a small club-level Friday night match, we just use used targets that are in good condition that we repatch. We would never bother to buy a non-wax target ever again. So they cost more. Pure wax. They, pure wax. Now, they are water resistant. They're not waterproof. Not, right, because it's hard to seal the edge. You're talking about cardboard, mm. right? But they will last much, much longer than um, a regular target. Now, patching, Adriel, the key is you must keep your patches dry. If your patches get wet, they're not going to stick to the wax target. So oh. keep, your, keep your patches in a Ziploc baggie in your pocket. Don't let your patches get wet, and you are good to go. I would like. I, th I would say that that would be worth it, just not to bag, because bagging is like the not worst. horrible, but it's it's no, pretty it is. bad. It's, it's pretty very bad. good, and it's a um, it's an unfortunate like fact that some people will have a crappier time trying to shoot that 
tr trying to shoot bagged and then the rain might clear up and then you might unbag and then someone else doesn't shoot the bags on. Yeah. And there's no yeah. grounds for reshoot because you shot Correct. it bagged and I didn't. It Correct. is what it is. And the range yeah. master tells you what to do and you do what you're told. Yeah. So sometimes you shoot a stage with the bags on the next squad becomes behind you and they take them off. So when I'm range master, I'm like, I ain't playing that game. You leave them on until I tell you to take them off. And that helps cut down on the argument. It's a big shit sandwich and everybody takes a bite. Yep. Everybody has to embrace <laughs> the suck. You're all shooting with bags on until I actually see sun and a rainbow. Because they spend a lot of time putting them on, take them off, putting them on, take them off. But yeah, keeping them on pro, the targets are going to last longer. Con, it makes patching a pain in the dick. Yeah, it slows it down. Some people don't like shooting at a target with a bag on. Well, I'm sorry, but it doesn't bother me in the least. The middle is the middle, regardless of whether the... I mean, if you're trying to see the, the scoring zones on Nipsic Target, you've got bigger problems than whether or not there's bags on, right? I would say it's, it's, it's helpful for people who um, maybe are more junior and they forgot which targets they shot. Because at least if you forgot, you could look and see like those ones have holes in them. If they got a bag on it, it's kind of hard to see the holes. If you can't remember what targets you shot, you got bigger problems. Than yes. whether or not, right? <laughs> yep. So I'm sorry, I can't uh, can't be. I'm not with you on that one. So I like the idea of wax targets. I like the idea of just running those and having like a crap ton of them. And if the forecast calls for rain, yeah, just use those. I have a question for you. Compared to just a paper target, what's the difference? What's the Cost is like twice, Kelly. Okay. That's worth yeah. it though, because rain but just they're... wrecks regular targets, right. and you gotta have bags, and you gotta bag them, right. unbag them. They get wet, they curl, and now you gotta staple new targets up. And it's like the time savings is worth it. Heck yeah. And also target savings because some of them are just toast as well. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, okay. And you can reuse the wax ones. You can reuse reuse anyone that doesn't get wet. No, I know. Cool. So, um, yeah, 18 stages. The bulk of uh, my squad was the Restigush crew. Um, we did uh, more than nine on the first day, and it started to rain, so we packed it in. I don't want to name names, but there was somebody on my squad that was cold, tired, and hungry and wanted pizza at the hotel. So yep. we didn't... Nope, not me. <laughs> I had the most amount of incentive to stay than anyone, but I went with the crowd and uh, it was a, a decision that I regret because there was an awesome banquet and a special meal made for my uh, keto ass. Yeah, it was keto, chili, bacon, and avocados. And I went back to the hotel for shitty pizza like pizza and mm -hmm. missed out on it. So somebody took the trouble to create a special meal for me at the banquet, um, which is just phenomenal. Who gets that kind of service and attention? And I didn't even freaking stay. And uh, I still hate myself. And I don't know if I can ever make it up to that person, but she knows that she's an angel and a lover. Mike, and, uh, put your mic in front of your mouth there. Yeah, there we go. I'm just, I'm just whining anyway. It's not worth listening to. So anyway, we missed the banquet, which is unfortunate. Um, Send your flowers. I don't know if she would take flowers, but I'll take Send it under anyways. advisement. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, and then there was a prize table. Like we knew we were missing out on the prize table, but there was a consensus to just to just go. So, and it was um, it wasn't it wasn't perceived very well because 
the entire squad was just made to reshoot a stage. And so the perception from other people on site was that we were upset that we had to reshoot the stage and we were pissed off and going home and, and nothing could have been further from the case. The, we were told to reshoot the stage. Some questions were asked, they were answered. Everyone was on the same page. We reshot the stage and everyone on the squad, except for one person actually improved their score. So there was no reason to be, to be upset. Uh, we were going because somebody was tired and hungry and cold and, and that's just how it played out. But it was a bunch of unfortunate circumstances that it literally looked like, uh, we took our ball and went home and I was the <laughs> ringleader and, uh, that's not how it actually went down. No, but typically you are the ringleader on a lot of things though, right? That's right. And that's why it looked like, you know, mm. oh, he's pissed off and he's taking his people and, and leaving. And well, so. you can, honestly say that you weren't pissed off and leaving no and i mean i off. tried to talk to the to the people who i was concerned um believe that when we got to the range next day to say we were getting the cold shoulder was uh an understatement like it there was a very uh you could feel like a tension in the air uh so that was that was uncool because, you know, the Ipsic community is small and a lot of these people are awesome and dear friends of mine. And so it's just not a cool feeling. But anyway, I think um, I think it's all been cleared up, I hope. And it's uh, good. Yeah. There needs to be more addressing me directly and less talking about me to other people. And things will be uh, It's one thing, boy, you never have to worry about what I'm thinking. If you know me, you know I speak my mind. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So um, the award ceremony happened and the then the AGM happened. There's one change on the executive. We have a new uh, treasurer. Um, so that's pretty cool. Good guy. Real good guy. He bought me a scotch at the last year's provincial banquet, which was awesome. Um, Do I know this person? Uh, I don't know if you've ever met him or not. His name is Tim Gillis. Mm. He hasn't been. No, I know that name though. Yeah. I chat with him a lot. Hmm? You do? Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Gaming thing? Mm, No. Gun stuff on Discord. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Super nice guy. And now he's doing the books for us. So that's really exciting. Uh, what else? So, uh, results. Um, I love this part of this story. I picked up Muffin and Pat, and Pat won Classic last year. So Pat gets in the uh, truck with the Classic Cup. Here's how our, our awards work. It's a sanctioned level three match, which means it can be shot by anybody around the world. So whoever wins the match wins the match. If there's 10 people in their division, they get the President's Medal. They get the first place plaque. The New Brunswicker, the top New Brunswicker, whether it's fourth place or first place, the top New Brunswicker gets the cup and the title provincial champ. So Muffin uh, and Pat get in the truck and Pat gets in with the cup. And Muffin looks at him and says, you might as well go put that back in the house, Pat, because it's coming home with me this time. And sure as shit, Muffin won the provincials and is now our uh, classic provincial champ. So Pat won it last year, brought it to Hampton in my truck. Muffin won it this year and brought it back. 
I thought I was losing to these guys. Every time I would go up and shoot a stage and I'd walk off pounding my chest going, yeah, bitches, I just put on a clinic. That's how you shoot that. They'd come off and show me their hit factor. And I'd be like, I'm just a punk. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> you don't, yeah. So, but in, in the end, I smoked them both pretty good, but it certainly oh, did didn't. You? Oh yeah. But it didn't feel like it along the way. I'm not kidding, Kelly. Like I can't, I lost track of how many times I thought I just burned a stage to the ground only to have them do it better. Sometimes so. consistency is like, is more yeah. important. Like I've had a couple of matches where I see other people shooting and they're like, Oh, he, he beat me there. Oh, he beat me there. But it's like, but what I didn't see is they had a complete blowout over there. Like the, mm -hmm match ending they had another this guy over here had an issue over here yeah. a jam or some bad double feet or something like that and that's how i pulled it off adriel um <clears throat> i i stayed i did good on the on the good ones on the important ones the ones that had you know carried a lot of value towards the overall so jim smith um who is the president of the nroi and a member of ipsic nova scotia he uh he won the classic division and he also would have won first senior so he's got a, a president's medal for winning the first place production division and he may have had another award for yeah he should have got another award yeah he would get first place overall for production optics and he would get first senior for production optics so he should have two first place plaques coming to him and a president's medal and i think richard has his first place senior which doesn't belong to him belongs to jim and i've got jim's first place plaque which i mistakenly took richard offered me the uh president's medal i was like no that goes to the guy who won the match i get um second but i think i probably said i get I get the cup and second place. Jim gets first place and the and the medal. Anyway, I was just over 8% of him. So he was 100%. I was like 92. So uh, that's a pretty big gap. He he, he won uh, quite uh, – his win was sound. You know what I mean? It wasn't all that close. The production division guys were close, though. We're talking like half a percent, I think, between second and first place. Like it was Ooh. super close. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I didn't practice once all summer, but I did win production optics division at every match I went to and shot production optics. So I did good among the New Brunswickers in that division and I won the, uh, the title. It's my fourth different Ipswich New Brunswick title now. Um, not that I, I won, I think standard twice and then classic once and, PCC last year and now production optics. So um, there is a match coming up in Nova Scotia called the Atlantics. We, I don't know if we've ever done Atlantics before. We used to do them in archery. Mm -hmm. um, the nationals were canceled for IPSC. Most people uh, I'm sure are aware they would have happened already. So because we can't go to the nationals, we want to give our teams a spot to compete. So we're going to have the Atlantics. So that'll include Ipswich shooters from New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia, and the Newfoundland contingent will come over as well and send the teams that they were going to send to nationals. So it should be a really awesome match, a big match. 
and um, the way that the team there was a I, I don't understand at all. I've had like a couple of people explain to me, but it's like okay, whoever won the title is the team captain for that division and they've got to pick their team. And I'm like, no, sorry. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys thought this was a good idea when you discussed it, but I'm not, I can't like, I'm not interested in being a team captain. I'm not interested in, in tracking down people to be on a team. As a matter of fact, I was supposed to shoot classic at nationals and I'd like to shoot classic at the Atlantic. So muffin is the captain for uh, classic. I've asked to be on muffins team and the, production optics guys whoever the guy who was in uh, third place so second place new brunswicker i explained to him that if you want it your team captain contact ipsic new brunswick if you want it sort it out if not you then ipsic new brunswick uh section coordinator and the selection committee they they can sort out the production optics team i'm gonna jump ship and go to the classic uh team so muffin will uh appoint me there and it should all be good and if i can't get on the classic team if the section coordinator decides no i can't go and the selection committee decides no i can't go well then i just i'll get in the match and shoot classic anyway so it'll be what it'll be but i just don't have time to try and you know put together a classic uh, or a production optics team so hey you oh excuse me adriel sorry about that do a thing? Uh, yeah, Tell us I'm what here. You're Do a thing. Talk Do about some stuff. What did you yeah, do? Yeah, I did a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did a thing. Did a CRPS match on Saturday, which I mentioned on Thursday there. Uh, now, CRPS, that's the one that goes all the way to 300, right? Yeah, all the way to 300, yeah. And, so it's uh, like um, precision rifle, but with a 22. And a lot of dialing. A lot of dialing. Lot yeah. Of, yeah, dialing in the your, uh, your dope and uh drop was this your first crps it is my second your second and uh i practiced uh by shooting the last crps ps match last year that was good shooting this one this year that's my practice it's important annually yeah annual practice yeah (laughs) and i had different scope i I didn't have like a good scope i had like my third best scope for this kind of thing on my rifle uh which was uh about as good as i cared to put on it um did all right did about as well as well as I wanted to. Um, was that okay? So you did as well as you wanted to. Oh, mm-hmm. did you want to win, or did you want no. to come in half? No, uh, top third or, is what I wanted to, to, oh, okay. to do. Yeah, but you say so you came in top third. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think of what else was interesting. Oh, yeah. So um, uh, I brought uh, my oldest out there, my oldest boy, and uh, Rick was like, "You gotta get him shooting." I'm like, "All right, fine." And he's like put a big air in his hands so <laughs> yeah it's like okay yeah I guess nice. shoot that. yeah he did pretty good he got uh he won the youth division and i uh, saw that that's awesome yeah did did uh, did really well yeah. had a lot of fun yeah it was uh it was like a challenging thing to do and uh he did all right yeah we're working on a, a video right now so we did like lots of uh lots of video from the event and uh we're working on like kind of like a recap of uh, of what crps is like uh from mine and his perspective i guess did he enjoy it oh yeah oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah 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 he likes to Very shoot anyways so. but yeah yeah it's good yeah. like i like uh it's it's so satisfying hearing that ping like uh, pulling the trigger and like two seconds later ping, ping. <laughs> it's way out there <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so i ran that uh that narenko 512 ns 512 out there 
Um, I, you know, I was by far the cheapest gun on the line by far. Like I, I won that, that, that competition, if there was a competition. Uh, and then the next day, uh, Sunday, we went back to the same range and we did the rimfire race guns, which is steel challenge, but 22 pistols, 22 rifles and modified, uh, modified course of fire, I guess you could say. So like, I, I didn't read the email that Rick sent and instead I went on YouTube and I looked up like steel challenge and I'm like, okay, holster surrender position. I'll practice that a bunch. And if I would have read the email, it would have said no holsters. <laughs> that would have been smart reading the email, but yeah. uh, no one ever accused me of being smart. So, uh, so I came with a holster and I didn't need it. Everything's done from low ready. You've got like a cone that you aim at and that way it works for rifles, pistols, new shooters, experienced shooters. Everyone's kind of in the, the same area. Uh, and then, yeah, then they've, it's just shoot however many pieces of steel and uh, do as fast as you can. Um, yeah, that was actually, that was one of the things I was thinking about um, when you're mentioning uh, Trevor, that the other guys were beating you at some of the stages. Like I'm, I'm not a particularly fast shooter, but I'm, I'm really consistent and I can hold it together for, for a full match. Uh, that's really what I'm strong at. I'm not particularly fast at, uh, a, a little string or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I got like second and third to, for one for rifle, one for pistol. I can't remember which one. I don't care. Uh, and Kurt Carson <laughs> shot that one too. And he, he liked it. It was fun. It was, yeah. that was, that was probably a, a little bit more approachable for a kid because you're like, so you're super close. You just yeah. need to, you know, ping off the shots and reload and, and keep going kind of a thing. Uh, he did have a, a rim blowout. I don't know if you guys have ever had that happen on a 22, but like the rim, yep. like yep. gassed out. Yep. And, and yep. I, it, it, I was shooting the Squires Bingham um, that I grew up with. Uh, I forget which Squires Bingham. It, it had a, like, a, like a, a muzzle brake on it that looked like something off of a Thompson machine gun. It was, it was mm -hmm. really cool. Nice Monte Carlo stock. Anyway, it was either like a double charge. McClatchy was with me. We were at his range. It blew the extractor out of the gun and maybe even broke the firing pin. It was crazy. I think this. I think this was a high pressure charge because of how much smoke came out the side and the bottom and everything, and the bullet yep. still went too. That yep. that went and everything else went. Um, I was running uh, uh, in my GSG 1911 and in the 1022. I was running CCI mini, mini mags, mags because yeah. they're super consistent, right? Yeah. Mm, not this batch. The rim. Oh. The rim width on them was a little bit off on some of them and I was getting out of like they, they weren't quite going into battery. Uh, oh. And so I'd get a light strike or I'd get no strike at all. So I switched to Remington Thunderbolts. Those were running great. I didn't run, I didn't bring quite enough for the whole day. I also had some Winchester Wildcat. What, which of those different brands do you think had the rim blowout on it? The Winchester. Uh, the Wildcat. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That stuff is just hot garbage. Holy, it's hot garbage. I got it for yeah. cheap. It was like four cents per and I had a whole ton of it. So I thought I'd bring it out. But uh, geez, geez. Yeah. Anyways, he was fine. He was just carving all over his hand. And uh, yeah. yeah. And he kept going. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So I'm working on a CRPS and a Rimfire Race Guns video to uh, say what they're all about, show some footage of doing it so that people can see what it's, uh, what it's about. Uh, I put up a post on my website about cheap Glock alternatives. I've been like watching Reddit and like there's been a couple of people who've been asking about uh, weird guns. Uh, someone asked about like the IWI Masada and someone asked about, I don't know, some other pistol. 
and they're all like doing kind of the same thing as the Glock is doing, but cheaper. So I thought, oh, I think what most of these people are actually looking for is a cheap Glock alternative. So maybe I'll put together an article that has all the Canadian prices, uh, like the cheapest price I could possibly find in 10 minutes of Googling per gun kind of a thing. Uh, so I post those on the on my website so that people can see like, here are the different guns. Here's my Here's extremely biased opinion on it. Someone was saying it wasn't professional enough, so I put a meme in there just to, uh, just to settle. <laughs> them. That does it. No, no, that really adds to the professionalism every time. Yeah, yeah. It was the the. Uh, you like this garbage? You actually like this garbage? And anyway, I put an RPR in his hand, the uh, Remington, uh, not the RPR, oh, the Remington pistol, RP9. whatever. RP9. Yeah, I put an RP9 in his hand and made him say, "You actually like this garbage." Uh, let's see. Yeah, just to piss off the the uh the five uh remington owners out there <laughs> uh let's see here oh yeah and I was, as i was in there i checked my youtube my tube is over 10 million views uh cumulative oh cool and my website just passed two million articles read kind of a thing at the same time cool. so that's kind of neat yeah yeah uh and then i am prepping up for this weekend because this weekend is the Chaz three gun two day battle of alberta big match yeah did you get a chance to go and shoot your um you weren't shooting your was it your wk that you were going to shoot my mcr i did oh yeah uh yeah when did i do that okay last weekend i don't even know i know i shot it though i shot it with that with that changed pin and it was yeah yeah Yeah. okay cool turns out if oh yeah you know you you, you talked about that last week yeah. If you use off-the-shelf components, they they just work for some reason. Yeah, hmm. that's what I would recommend using off-the-shelf components. What everyone else uses. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a good match. I mean, it's I'm I'm camping out at the range for the whole weekend, which is kind of nice. Are you? I have like the hour-long drive, drive in the morning, back. and then the one in the after, like the one in the, in the evening or the afternoon. Uh, that one kills too. So now I'm just going to crawl into my minivan and flop over on my air mattress <laughs> and fall asleep. More likely I'll be hanging out with the guys, which is kind of nice because I kind of miss uh, hanging out with the three gun group. Uh, yeah. I've only really had one match with them this year and the year is like almost over. So it'd be good yeah. to uh, hang out with the guys. Are you having any more three gun matches after this or any other matches? There's going to be more. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make any of them because I think, well, the next one conflicts with Maple Seed. The ones after that might not, though, because they have a November and a December one. Yeah. So maybe I'll shoot those in the snow. Yeah. But you have yeah. your bunny suits and... Yeah. 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 I, have my, I have my walking sleeping bag wearable yeah. thing there. Yeah, it's very I warm. need. I need to get one of those. <laughs> it's in so gray. comfortable. When Does I it shot, come in gray? I, sh- uh, I don't know. I must. But when I, sh- when I shot my match last year in it, like, it was so warm. It was so nice. I just left it unzipped most of the time. And I was just like, it's so comfortable. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah. So I, um, I, I checked my calendar too. I've been on the range every weekend, at least every weekend since, um, mid July. Yeah. It's been a long stretch. It'll be every weekend until, uh, October, middle of October. No, middle of, middle of, yeah. October 10th will be. My first weekend, not, not not on the range. That's Thanksgiving. You're allowed to take a vacation, go and have some turkey with your family. No problem. I'll probably do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think that's it for me. Kelly, what about All you? Right. Uh, so this week, uh, I did a lot, but I didn't do a lot. 
but I did a lot. So Gunny Girl Calendar, we're working hard on it. On the weekend, I met with the ladies that are helping plan the calendar, and we made some decisions. Uh, it took us about um, a bottle and a half of wine and four hours to go through uh, all the calendar photos, and we made some decisions. And it's going to be, it's like, it's going to be a fantastic uh, calendar this year just to let you know and what else oh on Sunday so I was telling you that I'd set up another shoot on Sunday with um, the friend that I've been shooting with so uh yeah I wasn't all that smart because I'm back to doing some personal training so I went and ran hills in the morning like hill sprints at 8 a.m and then at 9 30 I'm meeting her at the range right and yeah, I still haven't eaten and I'm exhausted from running for about an hour and a half. Anyways, but it was still a lot of fun. We shot for three hours. Uh, but, so her shooting went from, because she's a lady that um, did not really have all that much with fundamentals. And we, I worked with her for three hours uh, to two weeks previous. Anyways, so her shooting was fantastic like it uh you could really see her putting together the fundamentals and and shooting and but what happened was there was one other fundamental that was missing so we shot um we warmed up shot 10 rounds just freestyle just to actually get used to you know warm up whatever and then we started off with double tap again and with mag changes and like she was seemed fantastic but i well, we went over and we went to patch it and i i um looked at it she went from actually a basketball size pattern like she filled the whole entire ipsic target right and then also some else you know outside the ipsic target um but now she's actually at about five centimeters that big right that's actually a really Ooh, huge improvement yeah. right yeah. anyways but what, where she was hitting is she was hitting at the bottom of the alpha target or at the top of the charlie and i'm going why is she hitting there and I'm going, like, and it's pretty consistent. She went, she did it with the 10, and she, 10 rounds, the first 10 rounds. She did it with the 20, with the, the mag changes. And I um, said, can I see, now that I, she's not shooting like this, right? Mm -hmm. And she's shooting like this, it's easier to diagnose, you know, any problems or whatever. So I said, well, can I see your, can I see your gun? So she gave it to me, and it's a, it's a shadow as well. So I'm familiar with it, and. I just put five rounds into it and I shot my target and they were all exactly, um, you know, five rounds in the same hole and, you know, right where I was aiming. And I said, it's not your gun, it's you. I said, so, I said, what are you looking at for your sight alignment and your sight picture? And she goes, what do you mean? <laughs> so I said, what do you mean, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, sight alignment. Have you ever been taught how to do sight alignment? What are you looking for? when you actually line up your sights. <laughs> Excuse me. She goes, I was just told to line up my sights. I don't know what I'm supposed to look for. What she was doing is she is taking like her front optic as a, as a high visibility optic, right? So it's a front fiber. sight, sorry, fiber, yep. sorry. Fiber, uh, optic. fiber optic. And anyways, so she was burying it in the, uh, her back sight. So that would impact her shooting lower. So she thought she actually had to touch the bottom of it. And I'm going, no, it's, so I explained to her and I showed her and I said, no, it's equal height, equal light. That's what you want to make sure you have. And then when she goes like, nobody's ever told me this. Why isn't it? I'm going, I don't know. 
It's <laughs> so when you actually go shooting, this is one of the fundamentals. Um, so, uh, so she, she practiced it. Uh, again, it was like she started with uh, dry fire and she started to try and line up her sights when she pulled um, her pistol out of her holster. And then she started with uh, five rounds and then 10 rounds. And then she was just shooting fantastic. So after that, what we did was we put in some more things. Uh, we canned uh, strong hand. Uh, we did more movement drills. Uh, moving forward from 25 up is something that um, she got better at because she was putting in the movement and shooting at the same time, but she still wasn't shooting. She still was having a few mics. Um, so we started from the really close, moved backwards, and she was able to hit, put all five on target at that point and then walk back and put another five on. So we talked about why that was, and then we actually incorporated movement both of um, forward and backwards, but also lateral as well. And we had such a great time. It was over three hours and it was close to 250 rounds a piece that we actually shot. So we did a lot of shooting. It was pretty good. So we had a great time. Um, and so the boyfriend, the guy that taught her all of this, he was there, he was waiting. He was actually RSOing some people at the range. He was, uh, we were doing, um, at our range, you have to do probationary shoots. So he was signing off on people to do that. So he came over and he was watching us shoot. And then he, then he was shooting as well. He, he did our, did the one where we were doing movement with the lateral movement. And he, uh, I, so I told him that I was going to hit him upside the head because of, of <laughs> and he goes, no, he's, he, I said, um, I asked him about flinching and he said, well, I, you know, she wouldn't stop flinching, so I just said, forget it, you know, just aim higher. I'm going, that's not how you solve a problem. And anyways, so we had a little bit of talk about that, but um, the fantastic thing is that the girl that I was shooting with, she's having such a good time with shooting now. And she actually went and shot with some of the guys from the other, that, that shoot in the morning and she was telling them, no, uh, no, I don't really need to do that. It's not comfortable for me. And this is, I'm, they were actually quite impressed with her, the improvement in her shooting just in the two weeks. And they're going, holy cow. She goes, yeah, Kelly, I know. Yeah. Uh, to remind me of uh, what I was taught in my black badge. Where are you going, you silly cat? Cat's caught my microphone. Um, during the weekend portion of the drills, yep. we were taught, you ready? Mm -hmm. to hold our front sight in the Charlie okay. and the recoil would push us into the alpha yep. and we would shoot the alpha. Yeah. <laughs> so no, <laughs> I actually, all, all the no. Yeah. In other words, what he's saying is I can't teach you how to hold the gun correctly with your weak hand yep. so that you can hold the sights in the middle and break the shot. Exactly. Without disrupting it. So what I'm going to do is I know you're going to push the muzzle so bad during the trigger press because you don't know how to hold the gun right. And I don't know how to teach you to hold a gun right. But I've learned that if I get students to hold in the Charlie, they'll push the muzzle into the alpha and that's where the hits will go. But if I tell them to hold in the alpha, 
they'll probably hit deltas on the right side if they're le- uh, right-handed shooters or push it right off the target altogether. Yeah, and that's I wonder what if I that's a time thing. I wonder if that's a time thing. I wonder if there's just like not enough time to teach the people properly how to do it and they're yes, like because uh, remember <laughs> black geez. badge isn't really about teaching yeah. it's about sh- them um it's a certification course not a uh training course so you're yeah. supposed to come with a certain amount of skill set now that being said the manual talks about the fundamentals and shows the fundamentals so but you, you have to have the fundamentals well you do have to have them but at least the manual says what they are yeah and they and they can be covered somewhat like there's not a black badge class i've ever taught where i've not showing someone how to hold the pistol you that's exactly it right you're showing somebody how to do it and how to do it correctly but anyway that guy who just well she was flinching so i gave up it's kind of the same idea as what i went through in my black badge yeah just hold way off to the left and you'll flinch into the middle that's what that's what he taught us anyways I yeah uh, I I also showed her a, a trick with uh, strong hand and weak hand and she did fantastic with it. Like it was a really really good day. She was super excited. She says I learned more in this three hours than I have in close to a year of shooting. I think some like, of that is like structured because when you see like oh you're not printing in the right spot side alignment what's going on you diagnose it and you figure out what's going on. Well, I mean, I don't get, say, get I don't say aim higher. <laughs> no, I will see. This is where, this is where in the classes that you've attended with Matthew and I, Adriel, where we do the exemplar drill. Um, yep. You line up the gun. You, you aim the gun. I press the trigger. So I know that the trigger press is, is fairly decent because I'm doing it. And if you're not grouping, well then, there's something wrong with your sight alignment. We've eliminated one of the variables, one of the two fundamentals. You aim, I'll press the trigger. Right. Yep, that does it. Well, like I was able to see within literally two minutes of getting on the range that that was what it was, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we diagnosed it, we fixed it, and she was doing fantastic, so... It was really good. I actually really enjoy shooting with her, and we're going to go again. Uh, we have a black badge. So black badge for Ontario is actually the courses themselves uh, were suspended because of COVID. There's another one that's going to be running on October 3rd and 4th, and I think it's at Grenville. Anyways, I was told about it. I was told I should go do it, but I have uh, events in Ottawa on the 3rd and 4th, so I'm not able to go. Anyways, um, but... Uh, my friend actually, she wanted to actually. We were supposed to take the blackboard. I'm done here. At the same time. Justin does one every weekend. It seems like. Okay, but I'm just saying. Anyways, it was supposed. So she said, "Well, it's in October," and she goes, "I'm not ready for October." She goes, "I need to get more shooting time in, and I need to get faster, more accurate." So I'm going to wait till the spring, and that was almost like, you know what? She is such a smart smart lady and she knows where she's at and we're going to go to the range more and we're going to have fun and so i'm really super proud of her she did fantastic i told her that too they used to have the prerequisite listed on the ipsic i believe it was the ipsic ontario website yep and i mean i think the prerequisite should be the same for across canada because we're all teaching the same curriculum it's typically um 20 yards something like Six second El Presidente. Yeah, no. All um, alphas. It's like eight out of ten shots on a 
regular sheet of, of paper, like eight and a half by 11 or whatever, no time limit. Yeah, it is. And then there is some stuff with time limits too, but whatever. not for and prerequisite, no. And mm. the time, twirling, time limits, twirling are, limits, probably yep. form. Time Shut yep. up. The time limits are probably going to go away altogether. Okay. And when the new black badge does roll out, there'll be more of an em emphasis on actually safety teaching. And, no, and not act. safety on teaching because okay. um, when the core, when the sport started and the course came out again, it was to certify that you could do these things, right? Mm -hmm. Law enforcement, military were who it was first marketed at when it first came out back in the 70s. Right. And the idea was to give people who carried a gun an opportunity to practice with that gun within the context of sport, right? Right. So we weren't about teaching people how to use their guns. We were just certifying that certifying. they knew how to use them before exactly. they come and compete. Now we have people in today's um, age of firearms culture in Canada who often get a restricted firearms course just so they can IPSC. Okay. They're not, they're not already gunnies that have learned to shoot along the way and want to play IPSC. Some people no. just get a gun so they can play IPSC. So we're doing a disservice to them by not teaching them in the course. So okay. It's changing. I have input on that though. There's not Super. a lot of, <laughs> it's, it's my segment. <laughs> there, there's not a lot of training out there. There's not, there is, you can go and you can get somebody tell you like Kelly or whoever, right? But there's not a lot of certification. There's not a lot of fundamentals training out there. There's not, there's not a lot of courses. So like people are getting, getting guns and then they're going to go, well, I'm going to become black. I'm going to take black badge because that's what they think it is. It, they think it's also a fundamentals course. It's going to teach them how to shoot it. So that's what it is, right? Canada doesn't have a lot of training programs at all. Especially standardized ones. Yeah, like exactly. For pistol, there's, there's no standardized pistol course other than black badge across the country. Yep. Yeah, no, and the CCFR was supposed to develop one after the range safety officer program, but... Oh, you know, that would be a busy, decent idea, but someone's got to build it. Busy fighting <sighs> the government. It's already built. Oh, Same guy that we got our RSO course from. We were going to get our... Um, firearm we were going to certify firearms instructors to go teach people how to shoot oh that'd be cool just take yeah. somebody to you know yep. put it together and make it happen like we did with the rso but there's there's only so many people in the ccfr that are working and they're all kind of busy trying to yep. keep our save guns. our guns yeah yeah so. yeah anyways so Someday. yeah it'll eventually get there uh, so the other thing that I did is on Tuesday night, I went and I, I did a great it. idea. You know how you guys developed maple seed? Yes. You need the same idea, but with handguns. Oh. You mean like the one that's down in the U.S. that Appleseed did? Uh-huh. I can tell you. So Appleseed, you does a, Appleseed does a handgun course? They developed one, yep. Oh, that's go so super it. interesting. Eh. Yes. <laughs> Just... Yeah, anyways. Yeah, because I got so much time for that, too. <laughs> Whatever, something man. else. Work it out. <laughs> anyways, no, they... Everything uh, that we bring up here explodes. Maple seed exploded. ORPS is exploded. <laughs> Kelly's head exploded. You, Go you ahead. Just, you, you, just made, you just made the point 
we don't have an abundance of training opportunities. And every time we have some kind of course where you can do a little bit of competition after you've learned a lot of skills, it explodes. Maple seeds, like what in Canada, firearms related has blown up the way maple seed has blown up. We've never seen anything like it from coast to coast. From a training? Sells out. No. CRPS from a competition right now. Yeah, that's blown up too. Everything, every time we get something that's put on by decent people who know what they're doing and are dedicated and willing to travel, it explodes. We're getting more and more. Or it's also yes. called crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little crazy. Mm. You know? That's why things happen. Doers and shakers make things happen. Talkers talk you guys do and look at what has come from it so if we can get yeah. something like that going for pistol we'll have smaller groups because again it's restricted and needs special license and stuff but man if we had a program where people come out and we spent all the same amount of quality we spent the same amount of time with the quality instruction that maple seed delivers but geared towards handgun fundamentals <gasps> so and then those people would decide now okay. i want to get into competition yeah that'd be great and if people actually are interested in doing that contact us and we'll put you in touch with the right people like seriously like i know that adriel and i and trevor and trevor's shaking his head yeah look what what are you going to tell them who are you going to put them in contact with we're going to put them in contact i'm talking about a pipe dream for a program that doesn't exist you're like yeah call me (laughs) call me shit we'll do it We'll get the dates. We'll get the dates set up. Trevor's, Trevor's on it. Trevor's uh, going to be one of our instructors. He's already. Yeah. Like I saw him not. Fuck, yeah. I am. <laughs> not a chance. All right. So Trevor brought something up, right? So he brought something up where you can be trained or, you know, the fundamentals, people who are good and they know what they're doing. I'm not a. I do not train people on pistol, but I can diagnose. For good reason. You're awful. (laughs) 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 I think you're in the look on your face. (laughs) But it's true, though. You suck. (laughs) I do not. (laughs) No, you don't. Anyways. funny. But the stuff that I teach in Maple Seed, I just brought her on over to. Well, of course. Because it's transferable. It's of fundamental. course. Trigger, yes, absolutely. Natural point of aim. How to stand. Side alignment. Sight yes, picture. These are transferable oh fundamental God. skills. I know. Anyways. So speaking of transferable skills. <laughs> so you would think skills, you'd be better at handgun, but here we are. What? <laughs> I got like three more left in me, and then I'll be good, I promise. <laughs> All right. So Tuesday night I went and I wrote the Ontario portion in the final exam for the Hunter Education Program. So I am officially, I'm legit, man. I'm going to go hunting. I am super excited. I am going to go buy my tags. I get to buy, I'm going to, so I'm going to do waterfowl. So I'm going to go to the post office and then I got to go get the other tags. Got to buy my Ontario doors card. Then I got to actually figure out clothes because they don't have a lot of those. And then I, I have a gun that I can actually use. It's downstairs, so I'm going to use that. And then I got my shotguns. And so I am pretty much, besides the tags and besides the clothes. What are you going to start with? Are you going to jump right into big game, or are you going to do upland? Well, i got to do, do waterfowl to start with. No, waterfowl yeah. or upland. 
So well, because there's the, like there's lots of opportunity to see them or not, and you just leave. Like big game, you go out like day after day and see nothing, and it's uh, it can be a little bit disheartening. And then you shoot a deer, and you got to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. Waterfowl, man. Oh, so seem, seems to me like it's pretty. Man. Uh, yeah. What do you want to do, Cal? So we're gonna do partridge. We're gonna do a, a grouse. We don't have partridge. We've covered this for three hundred and seventy episodes. Whatever. So <laughs> prairie chicken. Bush chicken. It. Bush chicken. Okay. You're gonna go I, upland. You got you got two grouse, small game. <laughs> oh no no! The three I was referring to were about picking on your shooting abilities, not okay. everything else. You know That's what? I'm gonna countless. come down there. I'm gonna kick your ass. Bring it. <laughs> we'll have a shoot off. Steel challenge. Kelly versus the Frelate. Okay. <laughs> Boom. So and then um, we're trying to arrange a female's um, waterfowling pillow fight. Yes. That will happen as well, but first we're going to go and hunt ducks. And um, then wine and pillows. Got yes. It. Oh, yeah, a lot. Um, and then we're going to do deer as well. Nice. Okay. So, so remember when I said you don't need camo for deer because they're not smart animals? You yeah. need camo for ducks and ducks. geese. Yeah, yeah, they can see stuff. You need you need some I camo also, for that. I also want to get stuff that's going to be – I know I need nice camo. Nice and warm. Nice and warm. Do you need Especially, waders? Waders are yeah. really warm. If you get like neoprene waders, like yeah. you get hot in those. I'm probably going to go and get those or some um, muck boots or something. I know some yep. people there. I can get a good discount. So I'm looking for deals. So are are you get, so you're going to get waders that, that just do the sock or are you going to get waders that have the boots built into them? Because some of them will have the boots built in. I know. I don't know. Yeah. Tell me. I like, I like the ones with the boots built in because then it's like less stuff for me to bring. And like when you're done duck hunting, you just kind of bleh, take all this stuff off and you put some like sandals on. It's really nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. And the neoprene's warm. So you won't, you won't be, uh, you'll be too cold. In fact, yeah. you'll probably be too hot. Um, and then for camo, you can either get like real camo or if you're hunting on like a straw field, like I don't know where you're hunting, but if you know the people you're hunting on, I do. Uh, and they've got some You know straw. the people you're hunting on. Uh, yeah. The land. The, the land <laughs> you're hunting on. Okay. Uh, get some straw. Get some straw and just like put that over you over here. Like natural natural uh, camouflage. And you don't have to do all that other nonsense. No, that does. Yeah, allergies. No. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to check out some things right now. Uh, Cabela's, by the way, if you're going to go shopping at Cabela's, click on the slamfirereradio.com and then click on the Cabela's link and then support us. So I'm going to go and do that. They're having some sale on right now. So, And then there's a place that literally just, you know, 500 meters from my place that has some stuff on sale too. So I might go there. Mike says but, to get the ones with the boots built in. I agree. Who says that? Mike? Mike. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Mike. I need muck boots too, though. Separately? Yeah, separately. Separately, they're nice. And and the reason is because deer hunting. And then when you actually are, are like, I am going to get a deer this year. So when we're skinning it. When you're and skinning it, the blood gets all of your boots yeah. and you just hose them off and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, yep, that's me. I actually, yay. Um, and hey, Trevor. Yeah. Did you ever think that I would ever say that? I'm going to be hunting this year. Yes, actually. Did you? About a year ago, yeah, I could have predicted <laughs> this for sure. Yeah. Your evolution has just continued and continued and continued. And this is kind of like the next step. Plus, if you're going to hang out with Kelly Kincaid, you're going to kill stuff. Oh, hey. 
right? So it's like, oh, that's really bad that I chuckled at that. But yeah, yeah, we went hardcore this year with you know prepping and doing other things. And yeah, so if I'm supposed to be over to her place shooting on her range, and all of a sudden deer shows up, and you know it's both season, you shoot and the deer. You shoot this the is deer, how, yeah. That's how it happens. Is Anyways. it going to be like uh, open up the back door, hasty sling? Yeah. Natural point of aim. <laughs> yeah. Out the back door kind of a thing. Respiratory yeah, we, pause. Yeah, yeah. Respiratory pause. We have, we have a deer stand down there and it's a beautiful deer stand. It's one of the, it's homemade, but it's actually beautiful. It's enough to fit four people. We walk down to it. We have our coffee. We sit there. It's nice and peaceful. We come back and then we have breakfast and then the deers come to actually the house and that's how we actually hunt we hunt from the house we don't have to go to the deer stand it's amazing <laughs> coffee in hand bow bow in the other hand like oh my god it's hold, my, hold my baileys uh, <laughs> right anyways so yeah we're gonna do that so i'm very very excited about uh anyways so uh and yeah that's it i didn't go to ski night on wednesday because uh i wonder why i didn't get my call yeah, I didn't go. I haven't been for two weeks. Yeah, we didn't. Ah, yesterday was Wednesday. What the heck was I doing? Oh, yeah. Anyways, I'm back on the whole personal training thing. It's gone hardcore. So by the time you see me next year, maybe. There'll be nothing left to you, Kelly. You're already like no, I'm 92 gonna... pounds. Uh, I wish. Well, no, I don't wish. If I was 92 pounds, I'd You'd be on death's door. <laughs> No. Ooh, you know what's on sale at Cabela's right now that what? Uh, Maple Seed aficionados should get? The Cabela's shooting mat is forty nine ninety nine right now. Oh what? crap! Go and get it. They close on sale every once in a while for forty nine bucks, and that's the time to buy it. Forty nine yeah. ninety nine. Get two because someone's going to show up without one and want to borrow yours. Can we share, so, man? They're so huge and comfy. Like they're they're not compact. You'd never want to bring them anywhere, but they're so comfy. Oh well. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Shall we move into uh, upcoming events then? Oh, uh, um, no, we Sand won't. I talked about Sandhill Cranes, and Tommy was like, hey, if you want to go for Sandhill Cranes, I know a place. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Aren't Sandhill Cranes the, like, ribeye of the sky? I, that that's the, that's, that's the what one? I hear, ribeye of the sky. Yep. Yeah. Okay, seriously, how much meat can you get off of one of those things? It's supposed to be like a decent chunk of meat. It's a good-sized bird. They got to flap their wings. Yeah, right it's there. like meat. chicken size or bigger, right? It's, it's a big bird. I don't know. I don't know if I can make a weekend, though. Like, af, af, the aforementioned uh, on the range for every weekend from Dude, July until priorities. October. So, <laughs> I, took, I took a week off the other week to go down to do more maple seeds. And so. From the sky. Just go, for, just go for four days and then the other three days <laughs> do something with your wife. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it'll be paperwork at that point. Yeah. yeah. Lots of paperwork. Yeah. What's this going to cost me? Alimony. <laughs> <laughs> guy was at my house the other day and he was complaining about having to sell his rc cars because he had a baby and i'm like look around dude you see all the shit that i have you know why i don't have it or said, you know why i have it because i don't have kids, kids. 
Yeah, every time yeah. somebody says, uh, you know what I would have said? Children, I wipe my eyes with $100 bills. I'm so upset. <laughs> when you said, you know why I have it, all this stuff, is because you're a big kid. Without that's kids, why. that's right. You yeah. can't be a big kid and have the little kids. It doesn't work. So You'd be fighting the little kids for your toys. Yeah, put my shit down. What are you doing? <laughs> Go talk to your mother. Get her to buy you your own monster truck. This one's mine. It's no joke. That's why I don't want to share my toys. It's one of the reasons why right. I chose not to have children. All right, Adriel, good to That's go. It. Upcoming yep. events. All right, so upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchants, processors, and social media. You can learn more about what they offer and how they can help your business at telosalpha.com. Only two items this week. One, of course, being the CCFR Integrity March, which is Saturday, September 12th Yay! on Parliament Hill. You can get details from the website. Also, I recommend going back and listening to the last couple of episodes of the CCFR Radio Podcast. If you're yep. not subscribed to that podcast, you are, in fact, a communist. Go listen to Rod and Tracy's on there a lot. And... Um, yeah. It's a great way to get caught up on a lot of things, CCFR, but lately, especially the um, Integrity March. They've Kelly, also got a, I, blog, they got a blog post on it that said that has yeah. like a lot of the like do's and don'ts. Yeah, so this oh, yes, survival guide. This, thank you, the survival guide. Listen, I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say anyway, don't show up with a firearm. No. Of any kind. Will, show show up with a sign arrested. that says ACAB or no. Uh, no? No. no? We have, don't we, do that. Listen, I don't even no. know what that means. We will have signage. We will have hand sanitizers, mask. We will have everything that you need. Just show up and dress appropriately, please. And by the way, don't yes. show up. It's not cosplay. You don't have to dress up like a doctor, like the doctors did with their clipboards and their white coats when they had their little. Show protest. people want to end up dressing. Why not? Why not? What if I can I? Oh, that's can hilarious. I dress up as, an, as a doctor, I think Do I dress up as a doctor. What's the What's the barrier to entry? Uh, scrubs and a stethoscope, like an old timey yeah. one. The, you that's a barrier to entry. I'm putting on my furry outfit. I'm going to go <laughs> in my raccoon gear. Remember the New Brunswick Furry Club? Not like the tail's not going to be attached, right? It's like it's part of the costume. Correct. Okay, and yeah. it's in the front. <laughs> All right. Um, a few people have dropped out of the Chaz three gun match this weekend. So if you'd like to get into that, Adriel, how do they grab those empty Practice spots? score. Practice score. score. That's where the world lives. Spots? Three. Uh, yeah, I think there's like a three few spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a couple there. Which uh, there's oh, a lot of really good prizes and uh, like some really decent stuff. I'm going to a match this weekend without even having a slot. I'm going to be that guy that shows up and go. Anybody know show, Mister Match Director? Please, you can. no, you're full. Mm -hmm. Okay, where's my timer? I'm going to go with two shirts, my Team Phoenix shirt. And, and your uh, Ipsic New Brunswick shirt? No, my Arrow shirt. <laughs> oh, shoot. That reminds me. I packed the wrong shirt. I've got my Phoenix Redback shirt. You're ready to help. I'm actually you're running my... Such yeah. a helpful guy. Yeah. I'm not going to drive all the way there and turn around and go back. Either I shoot or I help them with Arrowing. And yeah. then I can't leave town till. Oh, no. Never mind. I almost spoke too soon. I can't leave town till 5 o'clock. So I was going to say I'll stay and help tear down. But no. I'm going to go get my nerd on at the old military airport base and uh, watch some guys fly radio control airplanes. 
It's another hobby. I, I like, how, like how your hobbies are just like, it's like I, in the morning I shoot guns and then the afternoon fly toy airplanes. Right. Um, several weekends now I've had a race on Saturday and a match on Sunday. Uh, so I travel to uh, wherever I'm going with both sets of hobby equipment, including next weekend. I'll be going down to Filthy's Friday night. I'll race on Saturday, go back to Filthy's Saturday night, get drunk, wake up Sunday, and go shoot uh, Justin's match at Tracy. So it's hmm. bada boom, bada bang, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I, th I think um, one of the things with COVID is, like, some of the dates have, like, moved around out here. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of conf conflict in between different matches and that kind of thing that shouldn't be there because it was planned out at the start of the year. But now things got collided and moved around, and it's kind of a mess on uh, on some of our matches out here as well. Mm. No, it's working out really well for me. They just I've always got to remember to keep my equipment straight. Like if I walk up to the driver's stand with a pistol in my holster, I'm pretty sure the other nerds are going to get severely freaked out. <laughs> and if I go to a, uh, an IMSIC match and next thing you know, I walk onto the stage with an RC car in my hand, uh, it, it will probably get shot. They'd be like, all right, moving target, <laughs> let's go. You know, so anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, news, Remington. What's going on with Remington, Adriel? Uh, they sold their ammo business to Palmetto State Armory. So they had barns and a couple of other things. Uh, and they sold it because Remington's not a great company and they're, uh, you know, just not good at managing stuff. <laughs> Remington is the hobo of manufacturers. They're the, I mean, they have like 22 ammo. They have shotgun ammo. Yeah. Like they have ammo. Uh, yeah. And it's not the worst ammo. Mm. Not great but it's not the worst. And uh, yeah, so now they're going to sell that. Uh, so that's uh, Barnes Bullet Brands production facilities. What about that uh, bucket of 22 bullets? How would you describe that? In the, the bucket of bullets? Record? Reliable enough, not accurate. Like not fantastically no. accurate, but reliable. Even okay. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt, dirty, yep. but reliable. Yep. Okay. Both what yeah. he said. Like we actually. Dirty and reliable. You just described my prom date. Okay. But did you have a good time? <laughs> Remington, it's cheap, but it'll yeah. show you a good time. Right? <laughs> it's so funny, too, because we have a listener right now who is at my prom. And she knows who my prom date was. <laughs> we'll and contact you I'm... afterwards and we'll talk about it. Oh, All right. Geez. Okay. Yeah. That's actually what we use for the kids' shoots. That's what we've provided with is bucket, of bullets. bucket of bullets. And yeah. the kids, it's, it's good enough for kids, right? They have great yeah. time with it. Yeah, you're going to have... Your baby. figures will look gold at the end of the day. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just wash your hands before you eat your sandwich. You know, things like that. Ross, and then, whatever. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Neat. Cool. All right. Um, new gun stuff? Nothing else for news, Adriel? Mm, I haven't really been paying attention. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. There okay. has been no donations, FYI. Okay. The updates didn't happen. So I think I call. saw a manufacturer selling a gun that they were going to donate the proceeds for, but that isn't done yet. So yeah. Mm. Who's that? Mm, I'd have to look at my Facebook. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, did you guys buy... Like, did you guys buy any of those tickets for the CCF or not CCFR SFRC? No. Okay. There's there, you know, you can either get the Humvee or twenty five thousand dollars cash, one or the other. 
<laughs> so go and buy them and then i think part of the proceeds i'm not sure i have to actually no i was going to say i think a, part of the proceeds go to the ccfr but i don't think so i think that yeah anyways with prizes like that i don't even care where the money goes <laughs> cash or a humvee <laughs> Cash or or an actual. You could spend you, it all you, on coke and horse. Like it's none of my business. I could. U.S. Humvee. Humvee. Oh yeah. no way! It's a yeah. It's anyways. Fantastic. I bought right. I bought a couple cool. of tickets. Congratulations! So I'll drive over win. people. Of course you will, because it's a hobby. That's what you do. Of course. So. All right. Um, so new gun stuff is brought to us by our sponsor, Bolt Action Coffee. So Slam Fire Radio is now a proud ambassador of Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee's roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to www.boltactioncoffee.com. And, you know, if you grind your own beans and you use a French press, yep. Give her a go because I, uh, I'm it's almost, delicious. It's, it is delicious and it's almost gone. Like I just do the weekends. It's mm -hmm. not a, it's not a, I drink the sludge during the week, like, like yeah. the rest of the pubs, but on the weekend I need to break out the French press and do it upright. Yeah. 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 It's almost gone. I've actually, there was one day where I made three, like three times I filled the French press. Okay. So That's I'm going to ask, caffeine. I'm going to hear color. I could, <laughs> I could, hear, I could, hear, and the number seven smelled like purple. delicious like it was just amazing mm. okay so how many tablespoons do you put in your french press um i it, i guess you could call it a tablespoon i go five i did the weight by volume thing for a while yep. kelly yep. and it was for my taste way too strong so um i figured I put five out, in as well yeah i went what I did, after i did the the so many parts water so many parts coffee uh, I count, I did it again and then just didn't do the water and figured it like you weigh the weigh it stuff. And mm -hmm. I figured out how many, how many cups it was uh, or teaspoons, tablespoons, sorry. And I dialed it back until I found what I liked. And for me, five. It's really good. Eh? It's really good. Yeah. 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 It makes so. my life better. It <laughs> makes everybody else's life better too. Cause... It makes everyone else safer is yeah. what it does. Yeah. It's the more coffee I have, the better your chances are. So surviving. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Okay, and so the new gun stuff that we're going to talk about this week, uh, S&J is making a pretty compact precision rifle based on a savage action. Look at this. Look at this thing. Look how small oh my it God. is. Let me see. Little, little. S&J oh, is, is assembling that? Uh... I, well, I mean, it's it's a savage action on an MDT chassis, mag yeah. and a teeny tiny little barrel. Simon, how the hell did you come up with that? Look at, look at this look at this compared to this this like tiny little shotgun and it's about as big tiny tiny okay yeah it begs the question why do you want a short compact bolt action rifle i don't know maybe <laughs> you're shooting prs at like short distance if you got yards. A i think this would do more than 50. i think so too i'm being a little facetious yeah. but i wonder what it would Not be like range. to load for a barrel that stiff look mm. at that pick a teeny rail Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Neat. It's neat. I thought yep. I'd include it because it's neat. It uh, is neat. Here's another neat one. Uh, Delaska is going to make some nine-inch carbon fiber takedown barrels. Make them. <gasps> get them in. I don't know. Baby little barrels. It's a little small. 
I get behind this because, you know, overall you're still over 26 inches, so it's going to mm -hmm. maintain its non-restricted status, mm -hmm. but a super compact, lightweight backpack, hunting bunnies, grouse, There's a takedown barrel too. Takedown, that's why I said backpack, yep. like it's just. It's got uh, the little rail that goes on the barrel, so you don't lose your zero because it stays on the barrel. On the barrel, yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It comes off with the barrel. I like it. I like it a lot. This is a nice package. Very tiny. Mm. I yeah. like the Lusk. And I mean, and it's not a centerfire. I'm not worried about whip and nodes and harmonics and stuff. It's a rimfire, so it don't mm -hmm. matter. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> what else we got? Ooh, a Gen 3. Tell us about this. Yeah, T97 Gen 3s are in stock at many retailers, um, which normally I don't know if I would care. Just in case there's someone who doesn't know, what is the T97? Narinko T97 is a bullpup centerfire 223 yeah. rifle made in China. It kind of is based loosely on the current military assault rifle that the Chinese use. Yeah, the QBZ95. Yeah, that's the yeah. name of it. So it's an um, export version, semi-automatic only in two two three. Whereas the Chinese use some weird uh, homegrown cartridge. I had a Real Gen weird. one, and uh, I didn't hate it. I had a Gen one. I think that the. Uh, the safety is in a real stupid spot. That's the same right it now. It absolutely is. It's yeah. um, on the weak side at the back by the stock behind the magazine, and it's a complete 180 throw. Mm -hmm. You got to go all the way from the left all the way to the right instead of just a drop 90 degree like on an air. Yeah. But, Very safe. Uh, what do you want Very from safe. the country that brought us coronavirus? I mean, you want them to get things right? I'm sorry, but... Uh, Oh, you will adapt chicken. yourself. You That's will adapt yourself to the rifle. Eat uh, more chicken and less uh, bat soup. Yes. <laughs> my students and I, so I had my students back in class today mm -hmm. and uh, we were having a, a, a conversation about COVID and wanted to make sure that they had facts and not, uh, you know, misinformation and memes off of Facebook. I wanted to know where they were getting their information from and if Facebook. they were looking at the actual numbers and the percentages and all that stuff. And um, I asked them if they remembered. Well, first of all, I said, you know, what is the WHO? What do they do? Who do they work with? And that led into a conversation with the United Nations. And anyway. And you get to said, George Soros and the Pizza Gate, and you get no, down into the child pedophilia rings and, and the 9-11 conspiracy. And then you get no. to the cloud seeding and the, the airplanes dropping no. the silver ions All right, on you've everyone. taking this too far. This is why my stories take so long. I've... Anyway. Um, I asked them if they remembered what the WHO had said about coronavirus right before the pandemic was full-blown hit and the schools were shut down, and one of them actually remembered. I actually printed a leaflet from the WHO, and it offered two pieces of advice to avoid coronavirus. One, don't eat bat soup, and two, if you're going to have sex with animals, wear protection. That was actually a thing the WHO said back in March. If you, if you sounds like good it. advice. Yeah. Now it's, now it's <laughs> stay home and I wear a mask. Late. A little bit too late. We went from don't have sex with animals to wear a mask. And that's how you avoid the Corona. And wear a mask while you're having sex. Apparently that's the thing too. If you're <laughs> going to bang strangers, don't talk to them moistly. And if you are, 
where it's a glory hole i think is what they mentioned <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, was yeah, the, that's that was it. the bc ministry of health's recommendation but you know there is kind of an analogy there between wearing a mask and wearing a, and and having a condom right like if you wear a condom without having sex to avoid an std it's like wearing a mask in public when no one has the virus that's kind of like hmm. i'm gonna put this condom on when i leave the house today just in case but it also protects you from other things too yeah, but if you're not fucking anybody, you're not going to catch anything. If you're wearing a mask and nobody <laughs> in your community has the virus, what's the point? Do you see it now? Correct. Do you get it now? Yes. All right. There you but go. Whereas, whereas here in Alberta, there's plenty of it. And, plenty. Uh, you mass. guys yeah. never got it under control. I wouldn't want to be BC, Alberta, Ontario, or Quebec. I mean, I don't want to be Quebec for a whole pile of reasons. There's one thing about this pandemic. We're going to get hate mail again. Stop Good. it. <laughs> if you're a Quebecer and you're offended by my views about your country's politics you can send your hate mail to slamfireradio at gmail.com as i was saying this lockdown thing this is the closest we've come to separation and frankly i was pretty happy about it what, uh, what do i know main topic how trevor pisses off a whole new segment of listeners this week and go i think we got that covered yeah yeah we don't really have a main topic this week because when I'm on, I talk too much and I burned up too much time on the clock. So let's jump right into our email. What say you, my fellow co-hosts? Uh, Julio. Concur. All right. So listener feedback is brought to us by Armory DC Gunsmith. Oh, I might be back to work there soon. Oh. I'm looking at my skate. I know. After the conversation we had today, can you believe I said that? But I did talk to him on the phone the other day, which was before today's meltdown. And once I get a handle on this next course, if things are okay, because he's busy, right? So it's, it's hunting season. Everybody needs their stuff cleaned and fixed. Mm. And so if I can go in maybe one day a week, I'm going to anyway. Uh, so it's uh, listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot blowing, park rising, circle finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Follow him on the Facebooks and the Instagrams at Armory DC Gunsmith. Do we have any Facebook questions, concerns that we need to, uh, yeah, address before we get into the actual emails? Uh, there was actually one. I think that somebody answered it, though. Uh, okay. It was from Brandon. Any thoughts on the NDS um, 18SC? That's the Nodax, but yeah. lower. Um, Range Warrior Accessories was building rifles based on that. That's like a mm -hmm. Primo 180 lower. Um, so if you wanted the best 180, that's what I would use. I would go to RWA. I would say make me, because they, they, RWA makes the uppers as well, um, with IBI barrels. So you'd be getting like a really good high quality lower from a known manufacturer in the US. You'd be getting an IBI barrel and you'd be getting whatever else they do. Like they, they started with the rail setup that was on the WS MCR to start with. Like they had that to start with. They knew what that rifle needed. So if you wanted to spend a little bit more, well, a lot more, but get like the best 180 uh, alternative, uh, go to RWA. All righty. Perfect. Every, All right. Everybody else is just talking about how you can actually get, you know, the hunting license for waterfowl online. I know that. I was just making a point that, that you go into the post office. Kevin was mentioning there that uh, he prefers the 
uh, waders where you use the boots, so you can change your boots based on the terrain. Yeah. Yeah. Another option. Cool. Yeah. Good. That's it. I'm going to get somebody to piggyback me. I don't care about terrain. <laughs> If you if you if you get someone with dogs, then you don't need to wait. The dogs jump in the lake to get the duck or the whatever you're shooting. Actually, uh, one of the people that we're hoping or I'm hoping that will take us waterfowling, he has um, uh, dogs that have won national championships for wow. uh, waterfowling. You don't so need this, waiters like some sort of pleb. This dog is uh. just like. Okay, so seriously, he has his duck blind at his place, and the, so the dogs have their own doors, and the dogs' names are written on the doors, and the dog, he actually, like, we went out to the duck blind, and he's sitting at his door, and he wants to go, 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 go. Anyways, he knows which door is his. It's awesome. It's basically like remote, a remote control. Like, you could get up and, and, like, walk over to the TV and, like, change the channel, or the dog will or get, go the get dog. the dog. Yeah, the, dog the, dog. Is also, the dog is also trained to retrieve beers from the fridge, <laughs> but, yeah, he, but he is trained to retrieve beers from the neighbor's fridge. Oh, well, that's <laughs> even better. That as long as the neighbor's stocked up. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. neighbor's really good friends. Anyways, amazing dog. Uh, so maybe we'll do that instead of actually get wet because I'm all for that. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Ready for the email from Josh? Yes. Regarding the email last week, about 12 or 20 gauge, I would mostly be hunting. <laughs> We're talking about waterfowl again. Somebody shoot me. Um, but would also be, uh, but would also get a slug barrel for deer. Since last week's podcast, I have been to a few gun stores, SFRC, Norris's, and Harrow Smith, Bronson and Bronson in Kingston, and Greater Napanee Gunworks. G-N-G in Nepean. It is very interesting. Hmm? It's Napanee. Napanee. Thank you. It is Nepean. Jesus Christ. That's Ottawa. <laughs> oh, thank you. It is very interesting to get everyone's personal opinion on which firearm to buy. It is very much like a modern day Ford or Chevy comparison in right. the truck world. It really is. It really, really is. So... Every I was going to say, if you're going to go and talk to anybody at SFRC, go to talk to Scott. Don't go, Napanee Gunworks is great, but don't go to them. Go to Wings, and Wings is in Lindhurst. Well, they're the sponsor go. we're not getting. There you go. <laughs> Napanee Gunworks Don't is even actually, go there. They're great. You'll get coronavirus. That's but I'm going to tell you to go to Wings in Lindhurst, because uh, go talk to John. He will give you the straight deal. But if you're going to go to SFRC, go to Scott. Anyways, okay, go ahead. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Ford versus Chevrolet. Everyone has a personal preference, and usually they don't have a good reason why they choose a particular brand. Then you avoid those people. If you cannot articulate and justify your reasons why you want A over B, uh, I can't take you. I can't listen to you. I can't. It, if anyone says to me it just feels better in the hand, I'm like, check, please. <laughs> What I have realized is the most is most of the modern day firearms, as long as you were shopping in the same category and price point, are all very comparable in quality yeah, and workmanship. Yeah, pretty much all the modern stuff at a certain price point sucks the same. You're right. It's really what you uh, like the look and feel of. Mm. Somewhere. So there's, there's a couple of yeah. bad ones out there that you'd want to avoid. Yeah, like you get a Savage Axis over a Remington 783. 
they're in the same price point. They're in the same, they're in competition with each other, but you can't compare the two. And I wouldn't get a Mossberg 930. I would get something else. Yeah, I would go Stoger before I would go with that gun uh, based on yep. everything I've heard. Yeah, most definitely. So, yep. so I'll keep you updated uh, with which I choose when the time comes. Love the show. See you on the 12th in Ottawa. Oh, and did Adriel have hair when the podcast started? Just wondering since you've been on the air so long. That's kind of funny. That reminds me of the time Steve Kosky saw a picture of me without a hat on and said, Trevor's bald? He, he doesn't sound bald. <laughs> Right. And now, Adriel was bald when he started, and so was I. Yeah, there you go. Kelly wears a wig. You're welcome. Um, no, stop it. Just stop it, Trevor. Stop right now. Okay, good. Anything else to discuss on email one before we jump into Josh's second email? No. Hi, guys. This topic is, was very surprising for me to hear. I'm not sure what to think. A buddy of mine recently completed his restricted firearms license. He got 100% way to go, Nick Van. Anyway, his instructor advised him that as long as the township that he resides in does not have a specific, have, have, excuse me, I'll say that again. As long as the township that he resides in does not have a specific bylaw, then he is able to discharge restricted firearms as long as he owns the property it is being discharged on. So in other words, if you own land, you can shoot handguns on it as long as the township doesn't have a, like a no discharge bylaw. I did a little digging and found a paper written by a Canadian lawyer, which to, ba which to back this up, uh, the link is below. So we are all familiar with the lawyer. And if I wasn't afraid to be sued, I would say nasty things about him because I don't hold him in very high regard and don't have uh, very good opinions of him. Um, we're all familiar with the paper as well. And yeah. uh, you cannot discharge a restricted firearm on any piece of property that is not an approved gun range. Okay. That's correct. And that's why it's called approved restricted. by yeah, it CFO. Is, yes. It's yeah. restricted to a gun range, meaning you can only use it at a gun range. So the instructor who told him this, well, yes. he needs to be um, corrected, reeducated. Now, O'Toole is a part of his platform is he wants people to be able to do this. That's fine and dandy. But, but that's, that's not, not the law. Now today no. but the fact that so he's don't, campaigning don't on that waters. shows don't money the not. waters with o'toole like this instructor currently needs to talk about what is not what somebody's campaign campaigning on this guy goes right. out and gets caught and gets charged that's Guess not going to be a defense no. and good luck trying to get the lawyer who wrote the paper to come defend you in court too like you don't you want to by the, that way <laughs> yeah that's right you don't you wrote the <laughs> paper come defend me don't be sorry so anyway um yeah We've been around a long time and we know a lot of things about a lot of people. You're just going to have to trust us on this one. Uh, but at the end of the day, you cannot go shoot those guns. Uh, you can't shoot restricteds anywhere. That's not a, an approved range by a CFO. Now, you can have a range built on your property that is approved by the CFO. And you can well, then actually it's shoot approved range, your... so Exactly. Yeah. So. That's real convenient. Yeah. Yes. So if you want to shoot on your property, get your property approved as a range. We've taught classes on a range like that 
Uh, I was always under the impression that firing restricted firearm anywhere but an approved range is a hard no, and you were under the correct impression. This instructor needs to be uh, re-educated. I am still inclined to think that you cannot fire restricted firearms, but why would this instructor say that to the class? Because he's mistaken. I don't yeah. know what is why he's under this impression. Now, I tell you something else, Josh. The um, quality and consistency of instructors that deliver the restricted firearm safety course vary from province to province. For example, for a long time in a lot of provinces, you could actually teach the course on behalf of the CFO's office for a living and charge and make money. And yet here in New Brunswick, that was not the case. No one has ever been able to get paid to teach it. They always were volunteers doing it for the CFO's office, which is asinine. But if you don't get out there and do it, then we're not going to have anybody else get restricted Wait, licenses. Wait, all your, all your firearms instructors are, are volunteers out there? Restricted. The non-restricted course used to be taught by DNR, and now they also have people doing it as well, and they don't get paid. They get like like Ben. Really? Yeah, Ben that we shoot with at uh, Filthy's Range. get paid. He's an instructor for the restricted uh, or the non-restricted. Like if he gets paid, guys, it's like a very small fixed amount. You're that not going like to live off of bullshit. it. It is some commie bullshit. Rod Giltaka used to do this for a living before the CCFR. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But of course, then they had assholes showing up in RVs and Canadian Tire parking lots and, and just signing paperwork, right? Like it was an abused system. So anyway, the inconsistent, the Firearms Act is supposed to be a federal act administered the same way from province to province. And no, that's not how it is at all. So um, the arguments both ways. Um, there's can't, arguments. You can't shoot ham handguns on your property. Done. No. All right. That's it. You have to go to, yeah. to, go to certified range. And that's the end. That's <sighs> it. Yeah. yeah. Delusional. Yes. Okay. Email number three from Josh. He's a couple of boy. A couple episodes ago, uh, you were talking about the price of ammunition and whether it is worth the money or not. I decided to do a little experiment. At 50 yards, I shot a variety of different ammunition from different price points ranging from six cents per shot to 35 cents per shot. Are we talking, we're talking what? We're talking two, 22 here? I think it's 22. 22. Yeah. Okay. I, remember, I, removed as, I removed as many, as many variables as I could. So the weather yeah. was consistent. The firearm, the scope was consistent. There yeah. were, uh, there was a, uh, used a shooting rest. There was less variation than I expected. The tightest grouping was 23.16 millimeter while the worst grouping was 35.67 millimeter. Surprisingly enough, the lowest price ammo performed very well compared to its higher priced competition. I'm gonna give you a little, a little pro tip here. Take that same, all those different types of ammunition and put them through somebody else's 22 and they will all perform differently. Again, yeah. you may have the most expensive ammo work better in that gun where it didn't work good in your gun. The moral of the story here, Josh, is when you have a 22 rifle, you have to experiment with a large variety of ammunition to find the one that best suits your gun. It could and be cheap, it could be expensive, and that is not only um, a thing that is exclusive to rimfire. I used to have a bolt action uh, 223 rifle, and I tried every 223 that I could get my hands on that was commercially manufactured, and the ammo it loved best was Winchester White Box 45 grain jacket and hollow point. Right. I even I loaded for this I shoot whatever thing. is the cheapest. 
Yeah. Whatever and I can buy you, in big you boxes don't, for You cheap. don't care. You don't care. No. This was a hunting rifle, and I was after MOA or better. So I tested a wide variety of ammunition, and it turned out I got lucky. The one it liked best um, was the cheapest. So, yeah. yeah, interesting test, Josh. Just simply, but keep in mind, it could vary on a different gun. Right. So I, he did include a picture. I pulled it up. I didn't put it in the show notes, but mm -hmm. one of the suggestions I have for him is he, uh, so he tested it with a six different types of ammo. One of my suggestions is to, to broaden the type of ammo, like the, um, he, so he has four, sorry, five boxes of Ely and one of Federal. Um, go to oh. a different manufacturer and test out some of those. So I would actually throw in there some Remington. I'd throw in there some um, CCI standard velocity. CCI. CCI blazer. Yeah. And then I'd also actually try out some Aguila and different things like that too. So yeah, just, just go in. Yeah, in this try. case, what he did was he learned which Ely works best in his gun. Correct. But, and uh, Trevor's absolutely right. Each gun is going to love a different, a different ammo. So it just depends on the gun. So some people are lucky like Adriel's, his, his is cheap. Mine likes the moderate price stuff. And well, and the other thing to think about is 23 millimeters. You're not going to be getting, that's not accurate enough to justify the most expensive stuff. So if you, if your rifle can't print uh, half inch groups anyways, there's no sense, like a lot of the, the yeah, really, right. really nice stuff, like you're, you're reducing the spread of it uh, and uh, you may not need it. You may not need, it may not be justified. Like if to get Ely 10X, you're probably, you, you need a rifle that's going to be printing half an inch yeah. uh, or less at 50 meters. Yep. Um, and and, and if, it, if your rifle can't do that, you probably don't need 10X. There's some other brand that'll, that'll work fine for that. Um, I'm, yeah, I've yet to find an expensive ammo shoot significantly better than CCI standard. You know what? It, you know what the expensive stuff is better at is uh, liability. Keep no, keep shooting um, groups with CCI standard. Every once in a while, you'll have one flyer, and the expensive stuff is much better at those flyers. Those flyers won't happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, maybe, maybe it won't group it. Like maybe your CCI standard velocity will group just as good. But if you, if you shot like 10 five round groups, you would see one or two flyers of the CCI velocity that you wouldn't with the Ely. Yeah. That's my experience That's anyways. Yeah. That stands to reason. Cause I mean, the quality control, let's face it. It's much so, better. Yeah. Much and better, you so. wouldn't be having the issue that Adriel had on the weekend either. Yeah, if I was shooting Ely, I probably wouldn't have any rim blows out. Wow. True. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 reserved for the cheapest of the cheap 22 ammo. You cannot possibly get any cheaper. And you know what happens because it's a big old smoke ball and it's like poof and it's like. Never mind. Never mind the jams and how how easy was it to get the casing out? I can't remember. Didn't it eject? Or you, no. do you have to manually? No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't you have like, to hammer them out. It's like the garage, the, gar the garbage can lid, like comes off like that. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> nice. And the rest cool. is like left in the barrel. Oh. All right. If uh, you want to send us an email, you can do so by sending it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Um, Patreon supporters, we have a new Patreon this week, Chris no. B. No, 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 that's from last week. It just wasn't room Oh, it just wasn't taken remember? out. Remember? Yep, I remember. That was my job, and I didn't take it out. 
I'm a bad person. You can flog me later. <laughs> You're not bad. But uh, you can still flog me. Uh, <laughs> Patreon supporters, uh, you're supposed to say, don't threaten me with a good time. Come on, play along. Uh, Patreon supporters, I got an idea to make it worth your while. Oh, God. I, I hate it when uh, he has these. <laughs> yeah, you do, because the good ideas that I see. for me. Well, the good ideas that I suggest to you are actually really bad ideas. But for yeah. the Patreonies, I've got an idea that I want to run by you guys to help make it worth their while. Right now, they are simply supporting us for the sake of supporting us. We haven't offered people. any bonus content in a long time. And uh, we do appreciate you guys keeping fuel in the jet. And hopefully soon, we'll have a new incentive to become a Patreon. So if you'd like to jump on board and support the show for the sake of supporting it, um, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio. Look us up. And you can support us for as little as a buck a month or as much as 50 BMG a month. It's, it's really up to you. Another way that you can show support for the show is, remember earlier we talked about Cabela's having shooting mats on sale? So you're going to go there. You're going to buy one, right? Well, yep. what we need you to do is go to slamfireradio.com first, click on the affiliate link, then go buy it, and we'll get a piece of that action. So by shopping at Cabela's through our affiliate link, you are supporting our show. And we really appreciate that. So if you're going there anyway, just, just go through us and that'd be great. So shout outs, my shout outs go to Lynn and the crew at the Hampton range for putting on another successful level three match. Thank you so much for all the hard work. I better more than most people understand what is involved in pulling off what you pulled off. And as always, you guys went above and beyond, did a fantastic job and I hope to see you all soon. So thanks again. Great job. I really appreciate all your hard work. Adriel, what you got? Okay. Kelly, what you got? I just wanted to say thank uh, you to... Okay, nope, go back. Sorry, Adriel. Ship Adriel. a sail. You should have been paying attention. Go ahead, Kelly. I was on mute. Was Good on. for you. Go That's back okay. on mute. You're interrupting. Kelly, you were saying? I'll just finish up and then you can jump in, Adriel. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to all the ladies that uh, helped with the calendar planning and choosing of photos and all the hard work that we've been doing this week. So thank you very, very much. Just want to say thanks. And I'm super excited about going hunting. So yay. That's it. Adriel. Uh, right. Yes. Mine is to Rick for pushing Carson to shoot the CRPS. It was going to be hard and uh, he did it. Yay, that's awesome. Yep. Back to you, show host. <laughs> <laughs> Is he on mute? Uh, no. no, I'm not. No, I'm not on mute. No. I'm He's texting Mo. He rescued uh, a wood turtle. Cherry crush on his phone there, I think. Yeah, no. Am doing. I on mute? Yeah. Or are you guys just not shutting up long enough for me to get a word in otherwise? What is it here? Can you hear me? What he's saying. All right, you're a jerk. Shut up. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to join the CCFR and uh, get your challenge coin. Did you guys get your coins? Uh, no, not yet. Loser. Lo who? Probably. I don't know. Her. I haven't checked the mail this week, so I should go do I that. See. I'm so important. I don't even check my own mail. I'm Kelly Lynn. Um, I got mine. Filthy got his, I think. Other people have been getting them, so it's pretty awesome. So if you haven't renewed, oh, my God, please renew. It's time to renew. And um, also, you can get over to Gun Owners of Canada. It's a really cool uh, firearms forum with uh, different um, sections that you can post questions and pictures of guns and share ideas and information and follow us over there as well. 
Like us on Facebook because everything's a contest. And I'm sad to report that we are actually down this week. Oh, we down, no. We down in likes, yeah. We are, however, still at 2,702 likes. But we're down. What happened? Uh, I, I missed a couple episodes. I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm not. I'm sorry. It's probably like Facebook squashing some people's accounts. <laughs> no, no. It's like, oh, for a lot wasn't on. I'm taking off a like. Oh, for a lot was on. I'm taking off five likes. You watch. We're <laughs> we'll probably be at like 26, 40 next it's week. It's all your something. fault. <laughs> um, if you have your uh, municipal uh, counselor's ear, you should speak to him about or her about the potential of a gun ban coming to a community near you. Make sure you're uh, going to meetings, being vocal. Let them know that, you know, banning gun law, banning uh, handguns from your municipality will do anything to prevent gun crime. It'll just make good people have to move out of the uh, that municipality. And then uh, liberal leftists will fill the void and uh, turn your community to a leftist uh, socialist cesspool. So um, also, we have a couple of slots available for sponsorship. We've got the Facebook comment section available right now. And, uh, oh, yeah, we got a sponsor we got to get back to. Remember, we're supposed to send them an email. Hmm. We suck at that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to sponsor us, rule number one, be patient. <laughs> anyway, if you are interested in sponsoring us, please send us an email, slamfireradio.com. And, um, yeah, if you're listening, the guy who texted me, you know who you are. We'll get back to you. Uh, until next week, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.